This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You planet fucking. on the telephones are ringing. Overload mode in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell phone. Pulling over, turning up and dialing to my fingers. Going live This is Live at Five. Live at Five. Friday edition. Uh, Right here on the Live at Five show. Seven and a half minutes after the hour. And uh, it's a Friday. I said that already. I can't believe it. This week has just flown by. Where where has the time gone, Joe DiMaggio? So if at any given time uh, you might hear uh, two people running for Congress, one of which is an incumbent, that could be today's show. Real simple. Uh, We got uh, Congressman uh, Chris Jacobs calling in about seven and a half minutes. Uh, I guess, as it stands now, to say thanks but no thanks. I'll explain about that, and then we'll have another phone call from someone else. Equal time on a Friday. Uh, so, as you know, uh, the uh, duh, the congressional districts on... Uh, well, anyway, let me just uh, start, start off by saying well, welcome to a Friday edition. The Congressman Chris Jacobs, as we know, is the uh, uh, sitting congressman. Uh, he's been there since 2020, uh, there at the uh, uh, Buffalo, New York, District 27. That's the 27th district, congressional district. So in, uh, as, as we all know, in recent months right here in AM 1240, the News and Talk Authority, we've been hearing a lot of messages from the congressman in anticipation of him replacing our current congressperson, Elise Stefanik, who, as everyone knows, is an up-and-coming and one of the most powerful people in politics. But because of the redistricting and the fact that New York State lost a tremendous amount of people in the last 10 years based on the 2020 uh, consensus, uh, a consensus, census, look, listen, listen to me, uh, they, dis- they, they determined that they really wanted to get as many uh, Democrats uh, represented from the great state of New York on, in Congress. Uh, so they gerrymandered a lot of uh, con- congressional districts. And this has been part of the headlines that most people in New York State uh, don't give a crap about uh, because it's just, you know, we're more worried about a lot of other things. And that's not a knock on people that don't care about it. Uh, it's just that, you know, they got other things to worry about. But at the end of the day, it's very important to note that even congressmen, and we're going to be talking to him in a bit, Chris uh, Jacobs, and others, including our our current and future congressperson, uh, Elise Stefanik, said this is, uh, this is the way they do business in New York State, in the blue state. Kept on saying that this, they're going to they're going to uh, redistrict the entire state in their favor, because each state has that liberty, red or blue, uh, and they're going to get away with it. Why? Because the judges that ultimately will uh, will look at this once they uh, roll it up the uh, you know the the flagpole and see what happens will ultimately decide and let it go through. Well, um, after a lot of pressure from the Republican Party and a lot of lawyers, uh, they agreed. It, it was so gerrymandered. They said there's no way this could happen. And this from judges that were appointed by uh, 
by Governor Cuomo. It looked like an uphill battle. And quite frankly, that's why Chris Jacob, uh, Congressman Chris Jacobs got here or came here uh, in late February because the, the district was going to go all the way from Niagara Falls to where we are now. And for the first time ever, and I talked out loud about this, uh, the 21st district, or at least the district that we were part of, congressional district, would be separated from the, from the three tri-county uh, co- uh, uh, counties. And that, of course, Jefferson, St. Lawrence, and Lewis County. It, w- it would have been unprecedented. So a couple of weeks ago, they rolled that back with a lawsuit that uh, I think they put on the table maybe 60 days earlier. And no one thought anything about it. And here we are. So the congressman uh, says the first public hearing in the process of drawing up the New York, this is what he said, the New York Senate and Congressional District is Friday, and uh, two on your side heard from, this is from a Channel 2 uh, broadcast. So we'll talk to him and get his thoughts about this. And he said, and he said this from the beginning, uh, I can't control the final outcome of the maps. I do believe the court was right in what they did. So what you'll hear from the congressman today is that he is he's in accordance with this. And if you look at the, the what would have been, I believe, the 25th district, uh, and he's currently the district of the, uh, rather the congressman of the 27th district, this gets very confusing, I get it, uh, would have completely bypassed, uh, circumvented the, the county of Monroe, which is Rochester. And then a little bit of, uh, you know, a, a connecting, you know, I guess you could say real estate would have connected uh, western New York, Central New York and Northern New York, all in one district, and it would hug the uh, Lake Ontario. Would hug Lake Ontario. So we don't know what the district will look like once this is finally determined, and I think that's coming up soon, perhaps as early as next week. But in the process, the actual congressional uh, primaries have been pushed to August, uh, and uh, and more than likely we won't be seeing uh, Congressman uh, Jacobs on anyone's uh, list to choose from because he's going to continue to represent the West. And uh, we'll have to find out, like I said, next week. But uh, again, and I think the congressman knows this. We have a rock star, and, and, and maybe those are bad words, but in as far as, as popularity and what uh, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik has already done in a short period uh, as our congressperson has put our area on the map. So many people, including myself, were, were, we felt very lost thinking that because Albany decided to gerrymand the, 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 the districts, we're going to lose the best thing that's ever happened to us. No disrespect to other former congresspeople. Please don't, don't, go, don't go crazy on me right now. But let's face it, at this time more than ever, and we love John McHugh, by the way, and we love uh, the late great uh, uh, Congressman Martin. And, of course, that other guy, Owens, was there for about two and a half weeks. We liked him, too, despite the fact that he was really a Republican, but he came across as a re- re- Democrat. Um, never mind. Uh, so that's, uh, what, that's today's show. And then, because of equal time, we will uh, speak with uh, Mario Frado today. I, I told him that the congressman would be talking today. And, uh, you know, because we are astute broadcasters here, we have to have all fairness. And we're going to do it the same day. Why not? It's a Friday. Typically lighthearted Friday, but today is Congressional Friday on the Live at Five show. Now, uh, before the congressman uh, calls, uh, let the congressman wait. Fair enough. But one day, this bright young man's going to be asking George Bailey for a job. Bailey's been on boiling my neck for too long. Eh. Mr. Potter? Come in here. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. Uh, our own Duffman called up the, uh, the hotline show today, and I knew we would. Someone had to. Because the stuff that's, you know, remember how the, uh, you know, the Jim Levins of the world said, uh, and for that matter, a, partic- a particular caller that chimes in uh, to the Live at Five show and the hotline show uh, have said from time to time that the 2020 uh, 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 elections, the presidential elections, though, that is, 
uh, went without, you know, with maybe some bumps in the road here and there, but were completely accurate. Well, maybe not completely accurate, but there's no telling. There's no, I guess you could say, wrongdoing in any district. Well, last night's explosive story uh, from, uh, and I'll share that because I can't talk about it right now, but I will in between interviews uh, talk about the latest findings from a documentary created by a woman and her team. Incredible stuff. Congressman Jacobs? Hi, how are you? Glenn? How are you doing, sir? Good, thanks. Good. Good. Thanks for, uh, uh, for being with us today. Uh, this has been quite a journey and that, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, we thought uh, the redistricting obviously would, it, would, would create a whole new district that you would be a part of. Uh, and, uh, and then here it is two, three months later. You and I and others discussed this. We said there's no way uh, this could ever change. And why, Congressman? Well, we said, well, because all the judges that ultimately will receive this were appointees by, I was going to call him the late great governor, but by former governor uh, Andrew Cuomo. But now uh, it's been reversed, and it looks like things are going to change. So, again, in all due respect, it looks like it's, it's, gonna, it's not going to include you, Congressman uh, uh, Jacobs, at least as far as the North Country is concerned. But I read something that you said just recently that you're in favor of this, and you know that the courts made the right decision. Yeah, I, I do, and I really give the uh, the the uh, organization John Faso, former uh, former congressman, uh, who really led this effort in in the redistricting uh, battle here, and uh, I just made such a compelling case that uh, that it was so gerrymandered the, right. the overall map that uh, it violated uh, the uh, constitutional amendment that the citizens uh, of, of um, the state of New York voted for. Ten years ago, and uh, mm-hmm. so it was so bad that even uh, the Cuomo-appointed just, uh, justices um, uh, couldn't uh, look look uh, uh, look away and and and, and just pass it. Right. I think that there was uh, some great jobs they did getting um, more left-leaning groups to even stand up and say uh, this is unacceptable, like the League of Women Voters. Mm-hmm. And I also think that the fact that there was uh, there has been a lot of maps thrown out. Uh, for for gerrymandering uh, this cycle uh, in many states uh, on both sides of the aisle, uh, Republican dominated states and Democrat states. So I think that that really gave uh, the ju- justices uh, cover cover on this. So mm-hmm. the answer is we don't know where the maps are right. at this point in time. I'm 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 proceeding as uh, as I was before and. Uh, you know, I, I've been out to Jefferson County a number of times. Yes, yeah. Uh, enjoyed it very much. There's a lot of similarities uh, in uh, Jefferson County and uh, the areas I, I currently represent. Uh, um, I, I currently uh, I currently represent a, a, a military base, the air base in Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so Fort Drum was going to certainly much larger, more significant uh, installation. But I, I had some background there. Right. Uh, the water water issues uh, like Ontario, I've already representative. Mm-hmm. Um, now it would be part of St. Lawrence as well. Right. Uh, so the issues we're all dealing with there, and then of course uh, agriculture and uh, the uh, which is very significant in the 27th district that I represent now, and sure. certainly is a big component of the economy up there in dairy, mm-hmm. uh, which is dominant right now in my district and dominant in Jefferson. So uh, was very much looking forward to it. So I, I'm used to a lot of challenges. I've, you know, when I ran first time, it was the, during COVID, right. uh, the special election got postponed. Now mm-hmm. here we are, the primary is going to get postponed. So you know, it's, it, we're, we all have to uh, deal with challenges and be nimble in uh, this crazy world of co- post-COVID and, and changes in the political calendar. But, uh, um, but I will continue to move forward, and 
uh, whatever the district is, uh, I will do all my, my best to represent it as, as, as vigorously as possible. Now, does that mean automatically, I mean, I'm just thinking in terms of real estate and just, just general, just looking at a basic map and what they did to Monroe County, would your new district now include more of that area, uh, Congressman? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, there is still the, the um, uh, federal law regarding communities of interest, and, and so uh, I, I don't know if... Uh, the, those provisions will uh, see the effect that, that uh, the city of Buffalo, which I kind of go around right now, and, and the city of Rochester, which I go around now, uh, may uh, continue to be that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't know. Uh, I, mean, I guess a lot of the answers here will be I just don't know. No, uh, I know. But we'll know soon enough. Uh, sure. I believe you know, some clarity uh, by at least the 20th of May. And, uh, and we, uh, they already did determine the, the new primary date for the Senate seats and the congressional seats will be on the 23rd of August. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I mean, you got enough on your plate as it is, uh, not to mention the leak is what everyone's talking about these days. And now that I have you on the line, uh, Congressman, what, what, give us your thoughts about that and the latest about the, the, the threat from the extreme left uh, talking so incredibly about yeah, that. Yeah, you know, very disturbing. Uh, first, you know, I, I am pro-life, uh, and pro, uh, pro, certainly I, I believe I have a strong pro-life life voting record. So if, in fact, mm-hmm. uh, they, mm-hmm. the justices do rule uh, to overturn Ray, uh, Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. I think that is good for life. Uh, and uh, contrary to what the left is saying, that's not going to um, end abortions. Right. Uh, it will just be put to the states. And when you have, uh, unfortunately, radical pro-abortion states like New York, right. Right. Uh, we'll still have... Uh, record numbers of abortions, which is, is terrible, but um, mm-hmm. uh, but it will leave it to the democratic process at the state level, um, and that's I think what uh, the, the uh, Lido's opinion talked about. Sure. Uh, but uh, in terms of the uh, leak, uh, my understanding is this is very unprecedented. Right. They've never had such a leak mm-hmm. over over you know decades and centuries of, of the court, and um, uh, this is uh, really uh, you know the court has always had. Uh, that kind of sanctity around it that uh, the justices could deliberate, uh, could write briefs and, and bounce them back and forth, and, you know, in the final product might be different than the initial, uh, and the collegiality that they had, uh, even, even those on different en- ends of the spectrum. Sure. I mean, uh, uh, Justice Scalia uh, and uh, some of the liberal justices had very good relationships. Um, and, and they respected one another. Right, they did. Uh, yeah. But uh, but they did uh, and disagreed often. But uh, sometimes uh, their opinions change a little bit from the perspectives and the respect. If that breaks down, mm-hmm. uh, if that breaks down, uh, it is not good for uh, this core institution of, of our democracy. And I I was just shocked mm-hmm. that Joe Biden uh, did not address that did not condemn that, right. uh, and really just jumped into the fray of the partisan politics right. and trying to, trying to harness the, the rage as Planned Parenthood is talking about it mm-hmm. and take political advantage of this uh, just for uh, a partisan benefit. And, and just so incredibly disappointed uh, and, and angered by that because mm-hmm. uh, he should lead on this. He should quell this situation. This is clearly one of the most divisive uh, issues of our uh, in our country, sure. and it seems like this was orchestrated for political benefit on the Democratic side. It's mm-hmm. just uh, very, very disappointing, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I hope that it doesn't sway the justices. But I, I feel for them as they are having 
threats of uh, violence against yeah. them, uh, other families. And, um, uh, you know, this is, I, I just, if this was ever, the, if, the, if the situation was flipped and sure. this was a Republican situation, just imagine right. what the mainstream media will be saying. Well, yeah, and we saw that because, you know, you, we can make so many comparisons to the so-called insurrection in January 6th. Uh, and, you know, people are still in jail to this day. But now we have uh, liberal outlets that are disclosing the loca- locations to uh, to the addresses of the Supreme Court justices. Yep, yep, uh, exactly. And it's just it's just outrageous. It just shows uh, the hypocrisy. Uh, yeah, but but uh, again, uh, going forward, what what we what can we do? We have a president that said the day he was uh, elected back in, uh, in November of 2020 that he was going to unite the country, Congressman. Yeah, so I, I you know I, I, I went to the, at a respect for for uh, the presidency. I went to the swearing in, uh, and uh, he said he wanted to be a unifier right. and uh, calm down uh, the vitriol. And uh, I would say, in my mind, he's been the most divisive president that, that, that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, what he said about MAGA uh, people, uh, I mean, it just Awful. He, he is doubling and tripling down yeah. on fanning flames mm-hmm. for, uh, I guess, desperate att- attempt to keep his power. Right. Um, and uh, I just don't think that's going to happen at all, right. because every week people are filling up their gas tanks and seeing the, the insane inflation and going to the grocery stores and seeing the insane inflation. It's uh, and now, you know, we with the interest rate hikes, uh, right. we have a real threat of uh, uh, recession, stagflation. I mean, this is really—I was a little too young to recall uh, the the Carter years, right. but I think this is mirroring that, and uh, and probably even worse. Um, so uh, when we have our global situation with what's going on in Ukraine sure. and the destabilization there, so uh, these are very challenging times. And uh, if he was a real leader, he would say the buck stops with me, but he keeps blaming everything on everybody else. Right. Uh, and, and that's why I think that the Democrats are going to lose handily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe more and more that we're not only going to win the Congress, but we're going to win the Senate uh, next year. Th- that's and, crucial. Uh, in, in yeah. yeah, because as you know, I mean, yes, we're going to win the Congress. Uh, we're going to win the House. But, and boy, it's so crucial to win that. And you, when you look at uh, uh, Senator Schumer's stand up there, and exclaim on how this is going to be the big issue in, in, in driving voters against the Republicans in November. It just goes to show they don't care about how much it costs to fill up a, ca- a ca- you know uh, a, a gas full of car of gas. Excuse me, right. for a truck right. or a car. But uh, they just care about this. One more thing: Have you seen the uh, unbelievable energy all of a sudden out of Vice President uh, Kamala Harris, and for that matter, Elizabeth Warren? It seems like they're focused on one thing and one thing alone, Congressman. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. This is, a, this is a great opportunity, and, you know, certainly we don't know who did the, orchestrated this leak, right. but it certainly seems like the activist groups were ready to go oh, yeah. right after it came out, so mm-hmm. the suspicion whether there was, you know, uh, this was known to be happening. Mm-hmm. But this is, uh, this is what they've been looking for, uh, a distraction from their failed pr- policies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think they tried to do it with Ukraine, uh, <laughs> but uh, now they're all over this, mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to milk it uh, till, till they can't anymore right. to get away from what? Uh, the inflation at the pump, sure. the inflation in the grocery store, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, crime wave that we have in Big this time. nation, the crisis at the southern border, which is going to get worse right. because uh, Biden is going to get rid of this Title 42, the last remnant of the effective Trump-era mm-hmm. uh, border policies. 
So they, they want people to be distracted by this shiny object sure. because they do not want them to focus on uh, what people are really suffering from. Yeah. yeah, and of course, as you know, they have a lot of partners in crime to, to help them with their rhetoric, as, as you know. Correct, yeah, absolutely. And, and, th- and that's the worst thing. Listen, Hopefully we, not Twitter anymore. Well, not Twitter anymore, but who knows? They might pick up on it. And there's other uh, suggestions that, of course, that Google and the others who truly drive the Internet uh, might interfere with Elon Musk and, and the Twitter operation in reverse, so to speak, once he officially takes over. But that's, that's for another discussion. One, one last thing. Rochester, over 24 murders already. Um, I just hope that, you know, if that is part of your uh, uh, district, and, and something tells me it will be, sir, uh, I just hope that that could be fixed because that's a beautiful city. It's an upstate New York City. It's got such it's, great it's history. A, it's a beautiful city uh, and wonderful people. And, uh, you know, the, the issue is, uh, you know, these policies, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, whether it's the defunding police mantra right. that everybody from, led by the likes of Kamala Harris when right. before she was president, right. uh, vice president, rather, mm-hmm. and also uh, the bail reform, discovery reform, all these things, yeah. I, I believe, ha- are what is causing that. Sure. And what happens when that crime wave is caused? Mm-hmm. They turn around and just blame law-abiding uh, gun owners right, right. and try to use that to their advantage to infringe more on the Second Amendment as opposed to acknowledging their failed, flawed, bail-reformed, and discovery-reformed policies. Sure. Oh, Joy Behar blamed that guy that, that assaulted uh, Dave Chappelle on the stage in Hollywood on Donald Trump. And, and, and he has since been let out because they didn't have enough evidence on the guy, and he went up there with a weapon Absolutely. on him. Absolutely. And, and with uh, Soros funding these radical DAs, yeah. and we yeah, have going. one now in New York, but mm-hmm. L.A., which yeah, is not going uh, to exact uh, appropriate penalty on the gentleman who attacked right. Chappelle. Amazing. Um, but th- this is... It is, there is no consequence anymore None. for illegal activity, and it's, it's like the, 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 uh, the, the, the culprits, the, are the, the predators, are become the victims sure. here. Sure. And everything is upside down mm-hmm. uh, with what we're seeing in our leadership. But the good news is the American people are waking up, yeah. and we have elections, and elections have consequences. Yeah. We're going to reverse the bad decisions here. Yeah, and another discussion on another day for you and many others, and perhaps we'll talk in the future, sir. It was good speaking with you and good knowing a lot more about you and your family and your goals as far But uh, the recent information we're getting, for instance, from the Tucker Carlson show is that all these drop boxes that look like red boxes where you can get a DVD at some you know, convenience store Apparently, we're, we're, we're stuffed in crucial states, including Georgia. So that stuff is coming out. Denise yeah, DeSouza's I, I saw coming, that yeah. last night. Yeah, uh, amazing. It was riveting and, uh, about the geotargeting. Uh, yes. Of, of the, uh, yes. That is amazing information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a legitimate concern that we need to be concerned about. Right. And I will say again, you know, many years ago, uh, I think uh, Secretary Baker and Jimmy Carter were chaired an election, mm-hmm. uh, Blue, Blue Ribbon Commission, bipartisan. And they said in that commission, Jimmy Carter as well, no. that absentee voting was the most vulnerable sure. to fraud. Right, and right. we dramatically increased absentee voting, unprecedented level mm-hmm. during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's reasonable to ask questions about that at a minimum. And this information that's coming out uh, is very significant and more to come, I'm sure. Oh, I hope so. I really do. Because if this continues, uh, this cycle continues, and, uh, boy, I, I just pray for America, that's for sure. Congressman Chris Jacobs, we, we thank you very much. Of course, things can change. You never know. But uh, if we do, you know, good luck with your, uh, uh, your, with your run in uh, this uh, August and in November. And it was great speaking with you and meeting with you in person. Well, what, I look forward to whatever district I get. Again, <laughs> and we are all New Yorkers. I'm going to fight all I can 
for our upstate, north country, all the areas basically outside New York City that have suffered for so many decades. We are wonderful people, wonderful regions, and we need and deserve our comeback. That's right. And, and go Bills. Go Bills. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Congressman. Uh, there you have it. That's uh, Congressman Chris Jacobs here on the Live at Five show. Good call. Uh, you wanted to, I guess you could say, say thank you, but uh, we're moving on to a different district. Uh, and you know why, which is good news for everyone, and the congressman agrees. It's at the bottom of the hour. i got to do a break. We'll be back after this. He's 12.54. Ah, welcome back. All right, well, uh, good uh, good discussion with the congressman. Uh, you know why? Because the Bailey's all chumps. Oh, wait, I'm, 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 seeing, I'm saying it from the wrong person. Sorry. Whenever I hear the word congressman, I, I immediately go back to Mr. Potter. Instantly. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm so triggered. It's ridiculous. <sighs> God forbid if they put me in an electric chair and they ask me and something triggers me. So you have anything last to say? Yeah, anything else to say? There's a congressman here. Oh, tell the congressman to wait. As a fry to death. It's a horrible image. I don't know why I brought it up. All right, so uh, we're, we're going to be talking to uh, Mario Frado here in a little bit. As part of our equal time, and Mario's a good guy. He's, he's Listen, uh, Mario's going to continue to run for Congress for whatever district he represents. I, I believe he's out in Geneva. He's in western New York. Obviously, we were talking with him uh, because of the changes and uh, the possibility, of course, is that this ridiculous redistricting issue uh, from all the way from Niagara Falls right up to uh, where we are here. It's just absurd. But in the process, we got to know some good people, including the congressman. We just spoke with him. We'll talk to Mario a little bit. All right, so uh, the one thing I wanted to showcase here in between, of course, is uh, Denise D'Souza. Am I saying his right, name right? Uh, moved here as a young man. He's my age. And uh, actually, he's a little older than I am. He doesn't look it. Looks good. And he, he's, he's come out. You know, he, this was the guy that uh, came out with uh, 2016, Obama's America. This is way before, you know, Donald Trump was even thinking about running for president, although he was thinking about it, but you know what I'm saying. Anything prior to the very moment when Donald Trump came down that escalator in June of 2015, was before Donald Trump. From that point going forward, it was Trump, you know, that was the, that was the green light to like, oh, we can make fun of white people. Why? Well, because we can just point at that guy with the orange hair and the red tie, and uh, we can make fun of him and everyone that looks like him and acts like him and get away with it. And in the beginning, we're just going to make fun of him, but eventually, you know, we'll, we're going to have other offsprings from this entire movement called the, the Wild Wicked Left, and include people like Joy Reid that can also say, oh, and a white man. So more of that vernacular, is, or rhetoric rather, has been added to the mix. So there you have it. So, so with that, Denise D'Souza, a documentary guy, uh, he's not on Fox enough in my opinion. And I don't know why. There's some people that are on there way too much. I like Leo, Leon 2.0. Let me be perfectly clear. Let me make myself clear. That guy is good. But we need more Denise D'Souza. Now, remember, when he did that movie about Obama's America, he uh, later got into some trouble with the Obama administration, so much so, I don't know if it was over a tax evasion or something or other that he did, but uh, he was put in jail. He was incarcerated by the Obama administration. And during that time, he had to take some psychological courses, uh, a very humiliating moment in this man's life. This man has accomplished great things. And it's just an example. And again, I alluded, alluded to it earlier with the congressman about the differences between how people that go against Republican values and, and, and for that matter, uh, want to find out the, the addresses and locations of, uh, of, of where the chief justices live. And this has happened to people like Tucker Carlson. 
and you've had Maxine Waters, you know, basically tell, yelling at people, telling them to do to get in the face of of the opposition, and yet somehow or other, you know, it, it, that, that meant nothing. And I know Hannity goes to ad nauseum about how many riots and how many cities burned down during the summer of 2020, and yet nothing was said about that. And, of course, the double standard leaned more towards the, the, the so-called insurrection in January 6th, where people essentially were allowed to go into the Capitol building and came out within two hours later, way, way before it got even dark. I think one smoke bomb was tossed in the rotunda, and that chased everybody out. Okay, we're done. By the way, real quick, as a footnote, Newsweek had a picture of January 6, 2021, on one of their articles. A friend of mine sent it to me the other day, and it was so photoshopped. Actually, there was two photos. It was so photoshopped, it was ridiculous. It, it looked like something out of Star Wars. They depicted the fires in front of the rotunda, in front of the Capitol building, as this big, big glow effect. Meaning that, you know, to see that, that means those fires had to happen after the sun went down. That did not happen at all. If you look at any timeline, none of that happened. There was no glow in the sky. And that's the way Newsweek depicted it. There was another photo of glooming clouds in the, in the sky. And yet that day, literally that day, it was a high ceiling. Meaning virtually, no, it, was, it was overcast, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't this gloomy, you know, it didn't look like the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. Don't look at it! Keep your eyes shut. You know, one of those deals. That's what it looked like. See the manipulation? They're so good at it. And they got, got, they got women like, uh, what's uh, Jankowitz coming in, singing, you know, Mary Poppins. And you know this woman just loves the fact that her really strong ability, other than being semi-cute, some pictures she looks like, you know, the bad woman in uh, one of the Bond movies. She really looks like a villain. And by the way, if they're going to, you know, make James Bond a Jane Bond or a gay man or whichever, why can't they entertain the idea of a female villain. I thought about that the other day. I really did. Isn't that a good idea? Some might say, well, it was kind of an octopusy, but no, Maud, Maud Adams' character did not know she was a bad woman. It was Louis Jordan who was the bad guy. Neither here nor there. But anyway, I throw that out there like, you know, like too, too easily. What the hell was I getting at? Oh, uh, Denise D'Souza. So now he's got this new documentary called 2000 Mules, a new document, and this from PolitiFact. Uh, PolitiFact, not to be confused with Politico, PolitiFact, a liberal wing of the Internet, as you might imagine. And there's many of them. And this is their review of this. They say, and I, uh, I read it out loud, 2,000 Mules, a new documentary from right-wing filmmaker with a history of spreading false claims, promises to give evidence to millions of Americans who believe something went wrong in the 2020 election. Oh, my God. They're actually saying something went wrong. And we just talked to the congressman about it. He himself, isn't that incredible? He is getting information, just like you and I are, by watching Tucker Carlson together as a collective audience and a collective experience watching this pundit, otherwise known as Tucker Carlson, the greatest there ever was, in my opinion at least. Say what you want about Rush Limbaugh. Great man. He made radio what it is. But today, I can't imagine a day as being a conservative without a Tucker Carlson. Nonetheless, Tucker Carlson last night interviewed this woman, attractive woman, by the way, who, uh, who had a, a, a grassroots group go within five districts within five different states. Key states, by the way, one of which was Georgia. And they kept on showing video of this, this surveillance video. It looked like it was outside, like a, you know, a, 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 a nice and easy for that matter. It was a surveillance camera. And she said, and the congressman just mentioned it, that she geofenced all the activity during that, what, three, four-week period where people were putting ballots into these boxes. And by the way, these boxes are unsupervised. They have a lousy camera on it. That doesn't mean anything. 
No one's there to watch it. Do you know how difficult it is to make sure, you know, even though there's a lot of volunteers and you can walk in and out of a, of a, of a polling center very easily and maybe manipulate something here or there, but you're not going to walk away with more than two, three votes at a time if you get away with it. In other words, if you go into the same voting places, two, three different people, and you're the same person, well, okay, you accomplished something there. You know how much easier it is to stuff a ballot box that no one's looking at? And we're supposed to say that this was the, uh, the, the best and most accurate way to assess who would become president of the United States? The other day I asked the question why, to Danny Francis, why are there 15 million more votes in 2020 than there were in the previous election? No one can answer that. Well, it's pretty simple because those 15 million people well, in many cases, were duplicated again and again and again by way of mail-in balloting. And if you see this little video, and I can't wait till this documentary comes out, I don't know if it's on Netflix, which I doubt, something that we can all see and share together. But amazingly, the, the, the congressman saw it just like you and I did for the first time, fresh information to a sitting congressman from, from a pundit on, on Fox News. That, and sometimes when you look at that, it's like, well, that's not good. <laughs> but at the end of the day... It just goes to show that private sector can actually come up with more information, documentary people like Denise D'Souza, like this woman who came up with this latest thing with Tucker Carlson last night, to prove there is something very wrong with what happened. I can talk ad nauseum about how many times you would drive in the North Country or various parts of New York State, a blue state. You saw more Trump signs than anything else, and it didn't show up that way on, on, on November of 2020. Something's up, folks. And I know just for even thinking that way, I'm an insurrectionist. I'm the problem. The president of the United States, just what the congressman said just moments ago, saying that it's the MAGA community that's the biggest problem. He was supposed to unite us. Never happened. So PolitiFact says the trailer that Denise D'Souza, uh, uh, 2000 Mules, suggests a nefarious conspiracy in which so-called mules, in quotations, people, it defines as collecting and returning completed mail ballots, submitted ballots, uh, and then the movie's allegations are based on surveillance footage of ballot uh, drop boxes and cell phone tracking data. And again, that's geofencing. And, and that's, that's real simple. That's what we do here through our friends at MITCOM. And anyone and their brother, if you have the technology and know-how, you could figure out, even within 30, maybe even 60 days, some people say you could geofence a particular spot in the world by as much as six months to eight months later. That's kind of scary stuff, but you can. So they knew, obviously, the three-, four-week period prior to Election Day 2020. So they geofenced that, and they realized there was a lot of people showing up this multiple times. This is earth-shaking stuff, folks. And yet other people, maybe like this one right here, will say different. Danny, I got a couple of minutes before uh, Mario calls. Go right ahead. Oh, that's okay then. I'll just listen. Bye. All right, thanks. All right, well, I, and I expected Mar uh, Danny to call, and that's good. That's why we are fair and balanced. But Danny's just going to go. Oh, I know. I know what Danny's going to say. It was, you know, and and here's the thing, and this is what I want congressmen to talk about. Well, what about the investigations? And I'm sure Danny was going to bring this. What about the follow-ups in the state of Michigan? What about the audit in the state of Arizona? What about those? Why are they so, you know, I mean, again, we're talking about a body of people, a well, an ocean of people that got together and recounted them. In some cases, I think Michigan did it five times, or at least in certain districts. So why are they coming up with the same data and the Republicans, or for that matter, people like me, aren't satisfied? Well, then, then you see stories like this, and then you realize they're just counting the same stuff that was counted that, that during that time period. It was wrong then, and it was wrong afterwards. Zero times zero is still zero. Let's go to the phones and see if this is Mario. Is this Mario? 
Yes, Glenn. How you doing, my friend? Good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, thank you for calling in. And again, I don't know if you had an opportunity to hear the conversation I just had with Congressman Jacobs, your opponent, uh, but he's all for the, the decision uh, on the redistricting and, and therefore, you know, uh, denouncing the, what Albany did, gerrymandering and Monroe, you know, all that stuff, and, uh, and moving forward. So b- before we get into other things, what, what say you about uh, the, the court uh, uh, decision and all this, Mario? Well, look, I was, I'm very pleased, but also at the same time shocked that they got it right. I think the people have been used to being let down, especially in a state like New York, especially when Democrats have power in situations. Um, I did get a chance to listen to Chris Jacobs, and he mentioned he was surprised as well with um, you know, the fact that we had these justices appointed by Cuomo and Hochul, and they actually served justice. And it wasn't an activist decision, but they did the right thing. And, um, you know, me personally, I'm a little upset just for the fact of what I've been through and the relationships that I got to make that are now probably not going to carry forward as far as um, having an opportunity to represent people in the North Country. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the only way you get a district to stretch 250 miles through this state is by using gerrymandering. Um, So it's unfortunate. In fact, I just found out that um, I had received a unanimous endorsement from the town of Cape Vincent, the Republican uh, committee there. Mm -hmm. And that was right before they had uh, Mm -hmm. struck down the maps. So I was starting to pick up steam up there. I believe it was going to be the first town in Jefferson County that endorsed anybody Mm. in the race. Wow. um, Yeah. Was that today, by the way, Mario? Um, so well, they so no. We I found out a couple days ago that they had voted right before the maps got struck down. I believe on gotcha. the if it was the twenty seventh or twenty eighth, and then the maps got struck down on the thirtieth. Sure, but mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate. And then I actually today attended um, the court hearing down in Steuben County mm-hmm. um, in Bath, and I heard some people speak um, about what they they'd like to see happen. So, um, I think it's great that that there's going to be, uh, another go round with this to get it right Mm -hmm. because that's fair for the people, but also people were hurt by it because they did make relationships with, with candidates who are probably not going to be representing them. Sure. Like our relationship, I got to know you, uh, and, uh, and and speak to you, including right now, of course, but, uh, that's only going to add to your experience as being a politician. You're new at this. You've never done this before, Mario, have you? Well, yeah, and and that's a great point. I feel like I'm getting a second chance um, in the same year. You know, right. there's we're we're back to square one. Um, we'll be going back to the committee seeking endorsements. Um, I know a lot of people don't know, but um, during the week that the committees were doing the endorsements, my wife was going into labor and wow. we had our first child. Yes. Um, so that was wonderful. The the only downside at all was I missed a lot of those meetings, so I wasn't able to. Um, speak with people and there's people that are reaching out to me from all across this uh former right. 24th district saying why didn't we hear from you right. so now there'll actually be an opportunity for me to uh go and meet these folks and put myself out there right right and by the way uh there are legitimate excuses having a child is probably up on the top of that list mario <laughs> yeah so we're with you there absolutely yeah and from what you mentioned last time i believe uh, and I, I should have congratulated the congressman he just had a child too uh, one of several and his family so you're both crazy, and I think you said that last time for doing a campaign, yeah. but that life moves on, which is great. Um, but let yeah. me ask you, let me, let me just ask you, let's use the endorsement you just uh, identified from Cape Vincent, town of Cape Vincent, miles away from where you are. Nobody knows who Mario Frado is, and for that matter, not many people knew enough about Congressman Jacobs up here. Why do you think you got the endorsement from Cape Vincent? 
Um, I think because I could relate to the people and there was a genuine um, interest in representing them, it wasn't something that I was doing. Um, just be, Like, look, at the, the fact of the matter is I think most politicians are self-serving and that they're, they get into these things for the wrong reasons, right. you know, just for, for, for their own self-interest. I mentioned before I think the first bill that Chris Jacobs had passed when he got into Congress was to prevent people who get hurt working on construction projects to sue the developer, and he's a developer. So the first bill he introduced into the legislature was to benefit himself. Yeah. And people are sick of that. And right. I'm, I had gone up there and met a lot of people, and we, in fact, I was in Clayton talking with some people about how we came up and saying, yep, I, I was a dishwasher, I had a paper route when I was a kid. Um, you know, typical things that I think of as growing up in a middle-class, uh, working-class family. Sure. And I think people like Chris Jacobs didn't have that connection. Right. You know, like I said before, it's not his fault, but he didn't have it. Right. And I also think that they looked at his record. And I, I heard him just mention, um, you know, you were talking about the, the Supreme Court League, right. which is terrible. Yes. And he was talking about being pro-life. But look, for a long time, he was pro-choice. And, and while he was in the state Senate and while he was a congressman, he voted for taxpayer funding for abortion. Hmm. So those kind of things are a little hypocritical. You know, same thing he mentioned about Biden's comments about MAGA people. Well, Chris Jacobs, when he was asked in September of 2016 um, if he supported Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton, he said he was just focused on his own race, mm -hmm. you know. And those kind of things, I think, are out of touch with the people up there. They don't want taxpayer funding for abortion. They don't want people who are anti-Trump, and they definitely don't want somebody who votes with the Democrats, you know, and I think he was just too moderate um, for today's Republican Party. You know, we're trying to to go back to the right because there's so many rhinos, there's so many left-leaning Republicans like Chris Jacobs that the people feel like they need somebody who's a little more in touch with their views, and I think they found that in me and and they were pleased with that yeah and, and i know it's difficult because you know we, we we often talk about you know politicians having to speak literally having to speak on the both sides of their mouths in order to appeal uh to the masses within mm -hmm. their district that's a lot that that's a lot up here you know you look at catco he had to do what it took to appeal uh to both sides you look at someone like elise stefanik she really didn't because you know she is as far right as possible without being extreme by the way but she's a staunch conservative but she does represent a very conservative part of new york state uh do you think that uh, you know chris jacobs is doing the same thing she's he's just trying to appeal to the people within you know again if, if monroe county is introduced to this district uh mario and in my estimation it will be he has to talk on both sides do you agree with that um, I think that it could have been a consideration, but if you look back at his political history, um, you know, in, in 1998, he was a Republican, then he switched to Democrat. Right, right. 2001, he switched back to Republican. In 2004, he donated to Elliot Spitzer's 2006 campaign. Mm -hmm. um, and then in 2006, he was picked to be a lieutenant governor with Bill Weld to run against Spitzer as a Republican. Hmm. So. He's went back and forth multiple times between Republican, Democrat, donating to Democrats. Um, and even, you know, look, even back uh, uh, after January 6th, he was one of the 35 Republicans who President Trump said were weak, that the voters were going to make pay some consequences when election time came. Right. He was one of those 35 who voted for that January 6th commission. Mm -hmm. And I think that was because 
he thought President Trump was yesterday's news. Right. You know, right. he figured after that his right. political capital was gone right. and that he better distance himself. And then once he realized that President Trump's still the leader of the party, which he, he is, still has a lot of support, right. he, he, yeah, exactly. He went backwards mm-hmm. and he said, oh, no, I'm not going to support this select committee now. But he already showed his true colors. So I think people want consistency. Right. You know, they, they don't want that. And I don't think that we're going to end up in a, a district that's, that's leaning that way. And the simple fact is because um, you have to preserve the districts as they were. And if you look at population-wise, right. we're looking at, say, 777,000 people per district. Right, right. Monroe County itself is 775. Right, so right. if they want to keep that, they kind of just keep that intact and add one other town, mm. and it will sit by itself. Wow. So I think it's still going to stretch, but nowhere near. It won't, probably won't even touch Oswego County, let alone Jefferson. Right, you know, right, so right, right. it will be a red district, and... and um, why he does those things, I think those are his real beliefs. Do you, you know, do I think he, he, was, he was asked, why, why did you switch to Democrat? And he said it was for personal reasons, not political. So yeah. I think he held some, some of those left-wing beliefs. Right, and, and, and it, is, it might be a reason why someone like uh, Congressman Katko is retiring at a, at a relatively young age. He hasn't been in Congress that long. But do you think he sees no. the writing on the wall, the, the same things you just, you just listed uh, about you know, yeah. how the Trump legacy continues? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I think he could not win a primary. President Trump asked people to primary him. Right. Um, look, President Trump endorsed Jacobs back in 2020. This year he just endorsed Stefanik and, and Claudia Tenney, mm-hmm. and he didn't endorse Chris Jacobs. Amazing. And, you know, and, and, and look, it was just it, in the, the race as it stood, um, out of six people that were running for the seat, it was just down to myself and Chris Jacobs that actually made the primary ballot. Wow. Um, so... There's, there's somebody there, and I, I'm pretty certain when these maps get redrawn, it's going to be the two of us again. Well, I mean, and that we're, I mean listen, Mario Frado, you're a young guy, you're a young father, uh, a family business and so forth. Congratulations on all of that. But uh, we will look forward to your success. I know it's a tall order, and I don't mean that to be that discouraging because it's you. It's David versus the Goliath. We've talked about that before. But I wish you yeah. well, Mario, and I hopefully uh, we could stay in touch with each other. And now that you have two, 60 more days to get, you know, once this district is, re, is redone, you'll have more time to get acclimated and use everything you've had up until now as experience for the future for yourself, sir. Absolutely. And I look forward to meeting more people like yourself. I'd love to stay in touch, Glenn. And I appreciate you being fair with this process because... As you know, when you're up against the establishment, the machine, the party, um, everything else and the big money, it's hard to get a fair shake. So yes. it takes guys like you to, to keep this going. Well, I appreciate that. And, and good luck with everything. And, and first of all, have a good weekend. And hopefully we'll talk to you soon, uh, Mario. You got it, Glenn. Thanks so much. You have a good weekend yes, as well. You too. You too. Take Ma- care. Uh, Mario Frado here. We've spoken to him before, the new redistricting. Uh, so uh, we're more than likely not going to have a Mario Frado ad during this whole process for either the primaries or the general election. But now, at least, we're explaining why. And that's what the Live at Five show is all about. We'll be back after this. Paid for by Friends of Scott Gray. All right. Well, welcome back. We've got literally a minute left. <coughs> I got a, a text from a guy by the name of Brian. Uh, Denise DeSousa or DeSousa is on the Laura Ingram show tonight uh, more than the others because, oh, wait a minute. Oh, they used to date each other. Is that true? I didn't know that. Huh. Interesting. Okay, I was reading that wrong. I thought he was going to be on the show tonight, but as, as it turned out, he used to be on Laura as, uh, well, you know, it was all consensual, of course. All right, so uh, anyway, uh, uh, that, good conversation with Mario. Good show. 
Uh, and hopefully we've explained this whole redistricting thing as best we can. Uh, the decisions haven't been made yet. Should be interesting. And this also obviously affects uh, the, the Senate uh, districts. And, it, and soon on Tuesday, we'll learn more about the fate of the assembly race primary that is for June 28th. That might be pushed to August as well. So that's a concern. Uh, and we'll, we'll keep you up to date on that. Oop, turn this off before that happens. Hopefully I didn't screw this up. AM 1240, WE10 in Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. Have a good weekend. This is CBS News on the Hour.